Hi. Hello. Welcome to um, my show. Um, for all of our viewers. I'll let you talk, sorry. <laughs> um, I just wanted to introduce you, your best shorts. You're a showrunner, an executive producer, basically a writer for people who don't know what all that means. And you're one of my best friends for a really long time. Yeah, we don't have to say how many years. We, we won't say how many years. And also, you're a weekly customer to Gracefully Fit. Yes, I am I think a, that's a very loyal customer. Yeah. Soup switcher from Gracefully Fit. Soup switcher. Say bye bye to bread. Get gluten spin a bitch that ditch her with soup switcher. So, I kind of, so the whole point of this is I wanted to talk to my friends in TV and kind of get to know what they do, how they got there, all that stuff, and then make them eat my food while I creepily watch them do it. Well, luckily people on TV love to eat food. Oh, good. So. Well, that's, I mean, we could start with that. Like <laughs> in a writer's room, what do, you, what do you normally eat in a writer's room? So in a writer's room, it depends what writer's room you're in. There's some that you just eat like pure candy and crap. <laughs> And then if you're in a room where everyone's all of a sudden decided they want to go on a diet or some sort of juice cleanse, then it's healthy snacks, you know, so it depends. It really does. I mean, just a suggestion. I do think that because a lot of your meetings now are Zoom meetings, especially your writer's room or Zoom meetings, we should just send soup to everybody. You could all be eating soup together on the Zoom. I think that's a great idea because I miss, that's like one of the things I miss the most about being in an office is all the food and also not having to think about food and having, you know, the luxury of ordering out every, every day, which I do at home now, but now I have to think about it for myself. Let's get on it. Um, but I do want to talk to you about your career. Um, you are a writer, as I know, for many years and you have done show, you show, you were a showrunner on Arrow. Um, you were on Heart of Dixie as a writer. You did What About Brian? Brothers and Sisters was like, like a long one you were on. Um, you wrote a show called My Life at Greeks that's not on IMDb. <laughs> true, it's true. And people don't know this, but you also acted in a show called Dear God, It's Me, Tracy. It's true where I was eating, funny enough. Where you were eating. Um, and we had to do multiple takes. We had to do multiple takes. You couldn't get through it without laughing. Would you say it's been an easy road? No, it's been <laughs> the hardest road. It's been, and you know, that's why you're laughing because you were through all of my complaining and frustrations. Um, it's really, it's hard. It's tough. It's, um, it's a tough business, mostly because you can't really control um, what show you're on and if that show succeeds, which really, it, it really is what, keeps people from, I think, succeeding faster because shows get canceled all the time and then you have to jump from show to show and you have to start over again. So, um, and it's just obviously extremely competitive. So you just have to keep, keep going. And also like learning how to write for other characters than the characters that are in your head. Like writing for a show that isn't your creation, I, I can't imagine that being easy because everything I've ever written is about myself <laughs> so it's interesting that you say that because I, I think I've gotten so used to that that now that 
I'm writing a few projects on my own and it's, it's not based off of something. It's so much harder. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you don't like, you don't have the, the blueprint or you don't have, you know, an actor in your head necessarily, obviously if you're not writing by yourself, um, but you don't like, you know, I was, I wouldn't be playing myself. So, um, so you don't have any of those things um, sort of to draw from. And so it is, it's to me now it's even more challenging to, to do my own stuff just because I'm so used to um, bringing other people's stories to life. But you are working on your own stuff currently. Yes, I am. Yes. Which is kind of what the goal was and it's super exciting. It's true. It's always been the goal and I've definitely been sidetracked in a, in a good way, sidetracked. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to, to share with the world. I can't quite yet, but eventually. I mean, I think that I know this specifically with your career. Um, it's, it's, it is a step forward and a few steps back. Like if that's how like the trajectory, the trajectory is for most people in this business. Um, but what, like, what would you say to somebody who's aspiring to write or this and that, like to, to kind of get to where you're going? I think there's always, like, I used to always say, you know, it's so frustrating. Um, you know, you're working to get staffed or even to just write a freelance episode or even just to get that assistant job that you've always wanted. And you, you hear a lot of no's, you know, or that spot's taken. And then just when you're about to give up, I always felt like there was like a tiny glimmer of hope that like something good would happen. Like I'd get a freelance episode and I, you know, in the earlier in my career, I was like, oh, this is it. I've made it. I got a freelance episode. My first one was on What About Brian? And I was like, oh, this is it. I'm a full-time writer. And I was, <laughs> I was very, very mistaken. Um, but then, you know, you're right. You take a few steps back, but then you keep working, you have to keep working and then you get another glimmer of hope. Then I got a few more freelances and then I thought that was it and it wasn't it. <laughs> so I think you just have to take those, the highs and lows. There's a lot of lows, but there's also a lot of highs and you have to really enjoy those highs to get you through the lows. I also think like, I mean, from what I've seen in your career, like, and this, like we talk about this all the time, like in our 20 and our, you know, now 30s. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, like, we're so young. Um, like, every Sunday, I would call and be like, let's go for brunch, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. But like, you wrote every single day. Like, it was every single day you were writing. And, you know, it, like, sometimes, like, you put your social life on hold to, to fulfill, like, what you wanted to do in your career. I mean, I think it's all worth it now. Like, you have all the things that you wanted but like people sometimes want to be a writer and then they don't put in the work yeah right yeah you, you have to you definitely have to sacrifice even even you know and then even when you like make it or whatever that means like even if you're like a working writer the same thing happens like you have you kind of your family life or wherever you are your social life always sort of comes second to your work which is just something um I think I just got used to and, and, and a lot of people who work in this industry just have to sort of, I mean, now with the pandemic, it's totally different because your work life is the same thing, but, um, but yeah, it's something that you just have to 
you know, make peace with or, or try or figure out the way that you can sort of have all those things um, in a, in a healthy way. Cause yeah, I definitely, when you're younger, like, you know, I missed out on some things, but I also, you, I, I wouldn't say I regret it. It's different when obviously you have a family and children. I mean, like we, we had our fair share of fun. I mean, we talk about that a lot as well. We don't have to talk about it here, but I mean, but there, I mean, it's weird. Cause I, you know, like we put in so much work when we were younger, like that, you had to like work really hard to, you know, like I worked three jobs. I was writing my own stuff. Like you, you are just like trying your hardest to kind of break down this door to make it essentially again, like what you were saying. And I feel like, um, it's so different now. I, I, I feel like it's like when you hire somebody in your room, what do you look for? You mean it's different, like how people get in or something? Is that what you mean? Like, no, I feel like, like the work ethic is different. Oh, 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 um, yeah, yes, <laughs> I think, I think so. But I think also there was like, I remember coming up as an assistant and there were always those people, I think it is part of getting old where you're just like, oh, those young people, they have no work ethic. <laughs> right. Like I, I remember having, you know, friends as assistants who like didn't have the same work ethic as me, you know, like it's just, yeah. it's, they're just different types of people. And, and some, some graduate college and are just like, yeah, I'm going to be a writer and I'm not getting people coffee and, and, you know, I'm, I'm above that. And then there's other people who know, like, no, I'll do I'll do whatever it takes to learn and, you know, to, cause the thing is those jobs aren't really just to get coffee They're They are to learn, um, how a television show works. That's, that's the point. If you just jump in and you don't know anything, which, which does happen, you know, with, with, um, some writers who get a lucky break, then they are so behind other people who have come up as assistants or just, you know, started a, as a lower level. I mean, like, I agree with you 100%. I, I always feel like I had a, as you know, a, a hard time when I started at the agency as an assistant, as in the mail room, like whatever, like it was, it was a rough year for me, but I always say this, I worked for a very tough TV agent, but I learned the inner workings of how TV worked at that time very well. You know, like I, I understood where the network notes, the studio notes, like the back and forth between it, the contracts between every, I mean, like you learn so much, but yeah, you're getting a lot of coffee and spreading a lot of butter on bagels. Like it was a lot, but <laughs> I like, yeah, but I, I had to, I worked for one director on a pilot and, um, I used to get him, he was British and I used to get him tea and it was never hot enough. Like, I just didn't even know what to, I'm just like, I don't know how to make it hotter <laughs> like I just don't, I had to get like three different kinds of tea kettles it was like actually ridiculous it makes you feel any better I worked for Andy for eight years and I could never keep any plants alive he'd always be like what happened I'm like I, I don't know That's like and that was my job I'm like that now <laughs> so. I know I can't keep plants alive it's really sad what about actors like um you're a showrunner so you run the show do you have the final say on who gets cast in the show or is that like you work with your casting director and you kind of give him you know I say him because I know one of your good friends is a casting director but like do you give him final say because you trust his opinion or what do you, how does that work it's definitely collaborative and um 
David, we'll just say his name, who I've worked with. I've worked with other casting directors, but we'll talk about David because he's I like David. He's close friend. Um, he was so great because I trust, you know, I, he he would let, he would kind of walk me through the process. So I would trust my gut and I, and I would, you know, it, it would always be a conversation of like, what do you think about this person? But like, he would always allow me to sort of, um, to do what I felt was right. And then you also have, you know, it's, you have the studio and the network. So like the, I could love someone and the studio might be like, no, we hate that person. So, so it might not work out that that has never happened to me so far. Um, in terms of a big role, it has happened with small roles where, you know, I had to go to bat to fight for certain actors that the network just didn't see in the same way that I did. Um, but I would say like, you know, nine out of 10 times that, that everyone is, if, if, if the showrunner chooses someone and the producers agree, then the studio network will also agree. Well, that's good. I mean, it's, I feel like that's fun too. Like doing- I, I don't like- <laughs> Oh, really? I get, it's the same, which I think you probably know this about me, but it's the same reason why I hate going to stand up. Like I get so nervous for the actor. Like this was, now it's like Zoom, you know, when I'm seeing tapes, like then I can relax more. But when I'm in the room with someone, I'm so nervous for them that it's hard for me to concentrate. It's so weird because they're probably so nervous, you know, like they're I'm so nervous. I just want them to do a good job. I don't want them to be nervous. Like I, I, I feel their pain because that would be like actually my worst nightmare is, is auditioning and, and being like in a small room with people who are like this close to you. And so I get nervous, I, I get nervous for them. And so I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> I don't love being in the room. You don't like awkward situations. Yes, yes. And, and I just feel bad. And if, and if it's a bad audition, it's like, oh, it's just like, you just feel so terrible for that person. I, I, I feel like I've told you this, but I remember when I auditioned for Rent many years ago, like it was a cattle call. So you audition like 50 people at a time. And then they actually called me out to do a solo like number. And mm -hmm. I always think in my head, like it was, they were, they needed a laugh for the day. They needed on like tapes, like go back to, so that they, they were like, you know what I mean? Like they just had a, such a long day that they were no. like, let's pick the, I swear, I swear. It's not you. American Idol where they like, <laughs> where they, you know, like to see people fail. I feel like you don't have time. I'm guessing it's isn't you don't have time for that, you know, like you want to find your right person. So like, no. um, but I don't know. Um, so let's get to the tasting. Yay. Okay. So I'm going to have you taste because you're been my client since I started this company. I'm going to have you taste the chicken sausage and white bean soup, which was like my first soup that I ever made and like made bats of it. And, um, you could try it and, you know, tell me, okay. I mean, I'll watch you eat and see, see if this is good. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. Oh my God. It's so good. Am I supposed to pretend like I've never had this before? I mean, the cat's out of the bag. I'm not going to edit that out. You could just say, I mean, you've had this before. I've had this, this is actually my favorite soup. And so when Tracy asked me to do this, I slightly wanted her to send me this soup because I'm obsessed with it. Um, and it's so good. It's delicious. It's, it's just a little spicy. I'm your bag of spice. Tracy is worried about my spice intake. So she makes sure it's not too spicy for me. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, so this, I actually, I've been selling this one. It's still our, one of our most um, ordered soups, you know, and people don't, you know, we're organic, gluten-free and dairy-free, but we still cook some soups with meat, you know, like we, all of our soups that don't have meat are vegan, but this happens to be, you know, it's organic. It's just not vegan, which I, I love this soup. It's like a perfect lunch. If you don't like, if you don't feel like making like a big meal or something, or you need it quickly and it fills you up. So, well, you're a mom and a wife, quick and meal. Full-time <laughs> work and a full-time writer. Well, that's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, I'm going to interview my TV friends because how much time do we actually have to like have a sit down meal? Like never, yeah. never. So I'm like soup. It is get a thermos, put it in in the morning, you know, let's do this. But, um, my thing that I've been kind of really excited about is like trying new baked goods. And I know that you like sweets. So I attempted to make a carrot cake. It's actually vegan. It's a vegan carrot cake. And I made my own frosting and I'm like super excited about it. And I wanted you to be the first to taste it. So I have to admit something again. <laughs> what? I just tried the frost. When I took it out, I tried the frosting and it was so good. And Tracy knows I can't lie. So I have to like be completely honest. Oh no. I did try the cake part, but I did try the frosting. So I'm very, very excited to eat. <laughs> okay. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty proud of this because I've never made carrot cake before. And I even, I tried decorating it with like a little carrot on top. So if I don't like it. I'm going to be honest because Tracy knows that I'm very honest. Right. I'm like nervous. Oh my God. That's well, because it, right, doesn't it look much thicker than it tastes? Like, I think so because it's vegan, I think it's a little bit more dense, but when you actually tasted it, it was, I was like so happy how it came out, right? It was so good. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I think I might want to try to sell this one. I'm going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave you two pieces, so please give Jeff some. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. So my, my final thoughts with you, Beth Schwartz. Um, <laughs> I already asked you this. I was just going to, you know, I kind of ask everybody this is like, what would you say to somebody who's like up and coming and wants to write every, you know, and be in a writer's room or this and that, like, it's not easy. Like I tried to do it and I couldn't get it. I got into one room and I was, I script coordinated on one show. Um, in my, in my 17 year career in TV. So like, what would you say to do to like, if somebody would just moved out here, I mean, obviously the pandemic causes a different circumstance, but if somebody just moved out here, like, what would you say for them to like, get into, to get breakthrough into the writing world? Um, you know, I would say for me, like what, you know, everyone has a different path but what worked for me was trying to get that assistant job and you know really I I used to cold call shows like I would just call, and now it's probably easier to get the phone numbers like I would get like the the main number of Warner Brothers and then I'd have a whole list of all the new shows that were were um got picked up to pilot and I would call Warner Brothers and say can you get me to the writer's office of you know 
of arrow or whatever and then they would just like like leave like send me in because like those numbers aren't they're still not blocked you know they're actually not that hard to find um and then someone would answer the phone i'd be like are you hiring any assistance you know like those are the kind of things like really just trying to be scrappy and then also just like meeting i mean it's hard now with the pandemic because i feel like i met so many there were like someone tweeted um someone tweeted I think it was say yes or I don't know something about like how'd you get your first agent and I remember meeting my first agent at a mixer at a Hollywood mixer and I was like remember those yeah we um, used to have those and like it was like because I when I worked at the agency you always went to like mixers and like yes. yeah I, always I don't know do they have those anymore? So they I remember like before the pandemic happened and because of um what was happening with the writers guild and um everyone um you know not having agents they started doing them again like they had like writers guild mixers but if you're not in in a, in the writers guild yet obviously if you just moved out here there's like all these groups online like i would go on twitter and you know i feel like it's almost more assess accessible because because of social media so it's like you i know there's like a pre-writers guild group that like I've spoken to and just like do some research about how to network with people to find information and how you can get an assistant job and just try every angle because that's kind of what I did and until someone gave me a job. <laughs> well, what about like the, I think it's the blacklist. I feel like you, I actually met friends of yours who work for the blacklist. Like, would you recommend putting your scripts up there? Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And just like the, yeah, any sort of like writing contest that you can enter, um, just anything. Like, honestly, you just don't know where that break's gonna come from. I never won any of the contests, but I know a lot of people <laughs> who have, and there's so many different kinds of um, writing programs from all the different studios. Like just do a bunch of research and, and literally try everything. And when I do write that book, I forget what I called it. Oh, what was it no wait hold on i'm gonna wait, look at it was something like he's not that no he's not it's, that's it's not, not you it's no, not me it's you it's, this is um no it is in fact not me it's you <laughs> yeah. if i do write that book would you read it and maybe turn it into a show i would love to turn that into a netflix rom-com because that is my ultimate goal is to write a netflix rom-com so Right. Like I, I need to write this all down. I mean, I have ideas. I also do a lot of stalking and I feel like this should all be documented in a like a romantic comedy for sure. Yeah. Especially, <sighs> you know, it's just now, right now it's crazy. I mean, now it's crazy, but like people are so stupid. Some of your stories, I can't. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, it's just a rom-com about being single in a pandemic, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like this is gold, Beth. I'm giving you gold. I know it really is. Um, well, thank you for doing this. No, I appreciate it. I mean, like you eat from me every week and I love it. And I love that you love my carrot cake, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, gracefully fed man should be in every writer's room. It's healthy. It's great. Can I say one more thing that I think you forgot? Yeah. I, <laughs> I order, Tracy also has ready made meals that okay. I order. They, come every Tuesday. So I stock up because I, I never know what my week's going to be. And I'm usually 
glued to um, Zoom or my desk, you know? And so I hate thinking about what I have to eat, which is why I miss being in the writer's office because usually someone, you know, does that for us. Um, and so this has been so great for me because it's, I, you know, buy seven meals for the week and then I'm done and I don't have to think about it. And they are delicious and healthy, um, which is good because all I do is sit on my butt all day. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah. And I love that you order the meals because the meals are really good. We have a new chef and he's doing, like, oh my God, he made this. I should have given Actually, this to you. Order today. I, that just ran. We're going to put this on the menu. We, he made a gnocchi, like, like his own pasta, like gluten-free yeah. gnocchi in a braised, a short rib ragu. But like, since yeah, most sure. of our like customers don't eat meat we're gonna do it like the like in a mushroom like vegan ragu i mean it blew me out of the water i was just like oh my god but he's do you also think, we'll eat that one <laughs> we'll no eat. i i mean it, it, i i was gonna give some to matt and george i'm like oh i just ate all of it and then he just made like salsa verde enchiladas like we're coming out with like okay. new menu items because the menu items that you, you've been eating have been on the menu for like three years and so yeah. we're just kind of refreshing it um but yeah, so I'm excited. Right. Well, thanks. What are you doing for the rest of the day? Taking <laughs> care of my child. <laughs> oh, that must be fun. It's so nice out. Are you going to go to like the yeah, park? Maybe we'll, to, maybe we'll go to the park. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. I'll text you later when I, um, you know, have some more input on um, this dude I've been talking to. Mm -hmm. No, no. Not a good situation. Oh, <laughs> we'll put it in the movie. <laughs> I'll put it in the movie. But thanks. Um, yeah, put your order in. You have till six p.m. Yeah, I'm gonna do that right now. Maybe she's just like one of the guys. She's really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> He's so deep. She was a video switcher in TV at the time Then whoops, suddenly that girl's got line Her health is back on track cause she switched up her diet And now she's forcing all her friends